Hi, I'm Peter Alsop with this week's episode of Songs to Chew. And there's so much cultural and social change in the air with regard to race and poverty, climate change, our democracy, our gender, sexual orientation and identification. I thought we could chew on a song from my Ebenezer's Makeover album today. It's written by Ted Judd and Sandy Pliskin. I added a few melodic and lyric changes, added a few verses of my own. It addresses the cultural privilege that cisgendered, mostly straight folks have had for thousands of years. The form is based on a song written by Elliot Kennan back in 1982 called You Ain't Been Doing Nothing If You Ain't Been Called a Red. It points out how folks who work to make all people's lives a bit more just and balanced and equal get labeled as reds or communists or socialists by other people who are worried that these kinds of behaviors might threaten the existence of our less kind, less caring, conservative capitalistic system that's generally preferred by business and landowners and corporations. The wealthy use words as negative labels to identify and thwart the opponents of their capitalistic system that keeps the poor in poverty and the wealthy in power. The same process, using negative labels, pejorative words, happens with race and color, and it's gone on far too long. It's been used as a tactic in the arena of our human sexuality as dominant privileged people use pejorative words like gay, lesbian, or trans to negatively label us and separate us and frighten us. There are many, many other words that are used this way against those of us who seek meaningful change, words that we'll now hear as we listen to, you ain't been doing nothing if they haven't called you gay. One day in school, a friend of mine sat all alone and cried. When I asked him what was wrong, he said his grandmother had died. He apologized for crying, and I said that it's okay. But when I put my arm around him, all the fellas called me gay. Well, you ain't been doing nothing If they haven't called you gay You show a sign of caring Then you know it's what they'll say So you might as well ignore it Or decide that it's okay Cause you ain't been doing nothing If they haven't called you gay One day I saw my uncles Looking at a magazine There were naked women Whips and chains And things I'd never seen They said, what you think of this one, boy? I said, I think it's sick They said, boy, you must be gay If you don't want to poke a chick uh, well, you ain't been doing nothing They haven't called you gay If you show a sign of decency You know it's what they'll say So you might as well ignore it Or decide that it's okay Cause you ain't been doing nothing If they haven't called you gay And then I went to college And I studied modern dance I went down to the gym with my tights beneath my pants As I was working out, some jock would whisper loud and clear But the dancer loves his locker room for men because he's queer Well, you ain't been doing nothing If you ain't been called a queer If you try out something new, well, you know it's what you'll hear So you might as well ignore it Or answer with a cheer Cause you ain't been doing nothing If you ain't been called a queer I like to work with kids and help them grow up strong and free But when I became a daycare teacher, people said to me Can't you make the boys be tough and make the girls be cute? Can't you get a real man's job? What's the matter, you a fruit? <sighs> well, you ain't been doing nothing if you ain't been called a fruit If you work for sex role freedom, then you know they'll start to hoot Just remember there's a hurting kid inside each cheering group And you ain't been doing nothing if you ain't been called a fruit well, singing isn't macho, as everybody knows 
Unless it's country western or you're wearing chain link clothes But if it's folk or opera or style they don't know You can bet your yodelay you'll be called a homo Well, he ain't been doing nothing if you ain't been called a homo, it's been said about a lot of folks from Brahms to Perry Como. So you might as well ignore it or use it for your promo. Cause you ain't been doing nothing if you ain't been called a homo. Now I wonder why the things I do bring ridicule to me. From rigid, frightened people in a land that's brave and free. As for me to be a real man means give up fear and hate. To sing along with arms around our brothers gay and straight. Ain't been doing nothing if they haven't called you gay If you work for gender justice then you know it's what they'll say So you might as well ignore it or decide that it's okay Cause you ain't been doing nothing if they haven't called you Different pansy friendly faggot, very weird and wimp Sissy strange and sick and when they say your wrist is limp Just give them a big smile and let them hear you say That you ain't been doing nothing if they haven't called you gay so, how do we approach having a discussion about this song? Maybe a quick gallop through each verse would work. In verse 1, our singer wants to console a friend whose grandmother has recently died, but when he gives his friend a hug, some of the other fellows call him gay. It's actually sad that when a man shows some physically caring behavior toward another man, that someone else feels threatened by that behavior, enough that they feel they have to tease him or say something to him about it, and they use words with a negative implication, like there's something wrong with someone who does that. I've noticed that there seem to be more and more men nowadays who are able to show up for their male friends with hugs and embraces, many more than there used to be when I was growing up years and years ago. So that's why I think the chorus of this song is right on. It points out that when you express some emotionally caring behaviors for someone else, you actually are doing something important, certainly more important than doing nothing because you're afraid of disapproval from other more conservative people around you. In verse 2, we run through the idea that, quote, to be a real man, you've got to always want to get laid whenever possible by any woman who seems to you that they are signaling that they're ready for some male attention, whatever that means. And if you don't want to join in ogling pornography with the guys, especially because you feel like it's not treating women decently by seeing them as sex objects, then you must be gay. Verses 3, 4, and 5 deal with the social norms that if men love to dance or do ballet, we must be queer. And if we work with kids as a daycare teacher, it's not a real man's job and we must be a fruit. Or if we help out at a shelter for battered wives, then of course we're a fag. I actually first heard the word fag in a World War I marching song. Pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and smile, smile, smile. The line went something like, while you Lucifer light your fag, smile, boys, that's the star. I asked my mom what that meant. She said that a Lucifer was a match and that a fag was a cigarette. Upon further inspection, I found that the usage of the word fag comes from the word faggot, which originally was a bundle of sticks. And we put that information in the storyline of our Ebenezer Makeover CD as part of the dialogue. Here it is. What is this place? Europe. The Inquisition. Did you know the word faggot means a bundle of sticks? Makes sense, spirit. There's a fire up ahead. Do you know how the church fathers started a fire when they burned a witch at the stake? Oh my god, no! They tied gay men together and lit them on fire, Scrooge, alive. Take me away, spirit! My god, take me away! How horrible! How could the church allow such a thing? Fear of men who don't act like men. 
fear of old women who care for the poor people and see the oppression of the church. Community organizers labeled witches, and they were eliminated. Pretty horrible, eh? In verse 6, our manliness is questioned because we like to sing music, like opera or folk music, which are not considered very macho in any circles. So we're labeled as homos. But as we can see by this time, we're no longer worried about being called names because we know that at least we're doing things of importance, probably very important for modeling the changes that we need to bring about more sexual freedom. And by the time we get to verse 7, we can see that name-calling is a way to attack people who disagree with you. When people do that, it's called using ad hominem arguments, which in Latin means to the man or to the person, referring to the practice of avoiding talking about the issues by simply attacking the person who brings them up and who doesn't agree with your point of view. It's used in politics all the time to squash down those of us who would get rid of racism, nationalism, sexism, sexual orientationism, ageism, and many of the other isms. I used to have a great button that listed all the isms and then said in big letters, let's make these isms wasms. And by the last verse, the song has moved us to the conclusion that we can't listen to other people's fearful versions of how a man is supposed to behave in order to be considered a real man by others. We've learned to define for ourselves what kinds of things a man does that makes him a man, his behavior. And it's clear from the historical evidence that the models that have been held up for us to emulate for centuries never really worked very well and are definitely not working now. So we're shedding our fear of being called names that are meant to put us down and minimize our humanness. As for me, to be a real man means give up fear and hate and to sing along with arms around our brothers gay and straight. That's it for today. I'm Peter Alsop. Thanks for stopping by.